Welcome to another episode of Insects for Dummies, where every Tuesday we talk about something interesting in the world of entomology. I'm your host, Mitchell Logan, and today we have another odd bug to discuss. Jewel bugs belong to the family Scutellaridae and are found around the world except for Antarctica. But they can be found in the Arctic. They prefer fields, forest edges, and shrubby areas. These bugs are actually pretty interesting because their wings and abdomen are completely covered by a hard shield known as their scutellum. Many insects have a scutellum, which is normally a small hard triangle that divides the wings. But with jewel bugs, it is incredibly pronounced and covers the entire abdomen and wings. This actually leads them to be confused for beetles at times. However, unlike a beetle, this shield cannot be opened and these bugs have four membranous wings hidden underneath, unlike beetles, which only have two. This is, of course, also excluding the fact that jewel bugs are bugs and don't have a larval stage. Jewel bugs, like the name suggests, are almost always metallic and or have very colorful markings on their body. One great example of this is the Picasso bug. This bug, scientifically known as Spherocores annulus, looks like it was painted by Picasso which is exactly where the common name comes from. Now, because this is an audio podcast, I will be describing to you exactly what it looks like. Otherwise, you can find the image on my Instagram page at insects number four dummies. Okay, here we go. The bug's basic coloring is green, but it has 11 ring-shaped markings in a symmetrical pattern with four on each side of the scutellum and another three in the middle that forms a triangle. Each of the four side rings has a black, red, and yellow outline in that order, with green in the center. The three rings in the upper center of the body only have a black and yellow outline. The upper section of the thorax or center part of the bug has a black, red, and yellow squiggly line that goes from side to side. Each bug is, of course, slightly different, but this forms the basic archetype for the Picasso bug. Again, if you are interested, I highly recommend to Google the bug or follow the Instagram page where I show all the insects we talk about on the podcast because some of these are really cool looking. There are around 450 different species of jewel bugs and they all feed on plants through their pronotum or straw-like mouth, which we've talked about before as a classic trait to all true bugs. Now, these true bugs are also closely related to stink bugs which I know I used to confuse them for periodically. It doesn't help that they also have the ability to release a foul smelling odor when disturbed. So by all accounts to me, they might as well also be called a stink bug. They're also referred to as shieldback bugs because of the enlarged scutellum. To make things more confusing, stink bugs are also referred to as shield bugs, but this is because a stink bug's body shape looks like your typical shield. They actually used to be in the same family as stink bugs too, but now they're just under the same superfamily. I prefer to use the term jewel bug, but even that isn't unique because jewel beetles are a thing and much more widely known. These bugs really cannot score a win on a differential name, but that's okay. To be honest, not much is known about shieldback bugs slash jewel bugs because they have kind of been overlooked for a really long time. They aren't usually pests, and they are so infrequently seen that they don't exactly get a lot of publicity. But there are a couple of species that have been studied, and I think now, jewel bugs slash shieldback bugs are beginning to get a little more attention. 
The two bugs I want to mention now specifically are subsocial, which means they provide extended care to their young. The first one is a native jewel bug to Japan and is scientifically known as Peristrachia japonensis. This one is really interesting because it provides food for its young the way a bird or a mammal would. The bug forages on the ground for droops, which are fleshy fruits with a pit, like cherries, plums, and peaches, etc. When the mother bug finds one of these droops, it drags it back to the nest. In early June, this species makes a burrow under leaf litter for its eggs. After the eggs hatch, this is when the females begin foraging for droops. This foraging can last all day and continue through the night. When the bug finds a droop, she pierces it with her pronotum and pulls it back to the burrow. But she does so using the shortest route possible. They actually never go back the same way they take to find the droop. And this remains the case under all conditions. A study was conducted to determine what cues these bugs use, and it was found that these guys actually rely on visual cues to guide them, no matter what time of day. I honestly expected pheromones, but no. And they were able to figure this out through multiple tests, with one of them actually blindfolding the insects with a water-soluble paint. The bugs that could not see were disoriented no matter what time of day and under all conditions. The next species I want to mention is Hachioris stali, which is found more commonly in the subtropical regions of Mexico. The bug oviposits its eggs on the underside of leaves and will then guard the eggs and first instar nymphs by standing over them or remaining next to them for the duration of this time. The female adults don't eat and as a result can focus purely on making sure their offspring survive. And it actually does make a huge improvement in survival. In fact, without the help of the mother, mortality in eggs and nymphs on average is close to or 100% by day four. And this is due to parasitism and predation. Before we end today's episode, I wanna briefly mention a new find regarding the coloring around these shiny bugs. A publication from 2020 revealed that the coloring of these bugs is not fixed which means that the colors can vary through a bug's lifespan. It is impossible to tell what the colors of an adult bug will look like based on the nymph, which is super cool. Imagine you have five nymphs, all from the same species, and all of them are red. The adults you might get are two blue, two green, and one yellow. You honestly have no idea, which is what makes them super fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Insects for Dummies. If you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate and leave a review. It really helps push the show to more people who might be interested in learning more about the crazy world of entomology. Intro and outro music was written and produced by me, and you can find more of my music on all your favorite streaming platforms under Mitchell Logan. If you would like to send a listener email, you can do so at insectsfordummies at gmail.com. And the Instagram page is insects number four dummies. I will see you next week.